You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Hey, everybody, this is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff, Superchargers, Headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Fire for Friday, October 28th. It's Halloween weekend. I know everybody's fired up for some really good NFL content on this podcast. We have a great guest. He's new to the gambling scene. He has joined the New York Post a little while back and is doing a bunch of gambling for them. Eric Richter, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, Lengthy uh, talk about NFL, MMA. It's good. And after that, I will break down all my bets that are in and the potential for the contest this week. It's weird. I kind of like a lot of games. Um, But first, we've got to address the fading Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Holy cow, folks. This is stunning. Not only did Tampa waste a 10-3 halftime lead and get their doors blown off in the second half by the Baltimore to fall to 3-5, 
but, 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 but wait, it gets worse. Afterward, Todd Bowles announced that the best defensive lineman for the Bucks, Shaq Barrett, Achilles injury, it doesn't look good. He's going to have an MRI. Folks, listen. I know it feels like the season is over for Tampa, and I'm the nerd who went through their um, schedule, and I looked at the games, and and I don't care what you say that, oh, well, that that's not a loss. They lost to Pittsburgh. They lost to Carolina. This team is not good. They're just not good right now. They have the Rams next week. Now, the Rams are coming off the Niners game, which is going to be a huge rivalry game. Rams are going to put everything into that game. They cannot lose to the Niners again. Then they got a game against Seattle. I think that, is that the game in Germany, Rob? That is correct. Okay. So then they got to fly to Germany against Seattle. And listen, Seattle, before the season, that's a win. Right now, I don't, is Seattle better than Tampa? Seattle might be. I don't friggin' know. Then you get Cleveland, which likes to run the football, and then you say, well, Tampa's run defense. Well, if you listen to yesterday's interview uh, with the Tampa Bay beat reporter uh, for The Athletic, Tampa's run defense is in jack squat. And I'm looking at the stats here, and uh, they kind of got trucked again. If you, if you didn't think it was bad, Carolina running all over them. Gus the Bus got his, and then Kenyon Drake, who I, like a jackass, I benched him in fantasy thinking, oh, it's Tampa. Not gonna be able to do anything. Gus had 65, Drake 62, Lamar 43, Duvernay uh, either a reverse or an end around 33, Justice Hill 28. 231 yards on the ground for Baltimore, guys. Are you like this is not a good Tampa run defense? And now Shaq Barrett's done with an Achilles? Are you kidding me? I, I listen, I, I don't want to go through every single game on the schedule and bore you, but the bottom line right now. This is like a seven or eight win team in Tampa Bay. I, I personally, I don't think they're winning in San Francisco in December. By the time they play the Bengals in December, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow will have Jamar Chase back. Jamar Chase, obviously you saw the news out four to six weeks. Not ideal, but he should be back for that game. Uh, the game in Arizona on Christmas Day. Listen, I think Arizona's trending upward. We'll get to best bet later. I think they can uh, basically... I got them covering against Minnesota, and I have them on the money line. I think this the arrow's pointing up on Arizona. And they closed with Carolina and Atlanta, and they were struggling with both of them this year. So, you know, we talk about Tom Brady and retirement. I just can't believe Tom Brady came back for this, you know? Tom Brady comes back, puts his marriage on the line, and he's got a seven-win Tampa Bay team. Now, they still could get to the postseason because, and this is embarrassing, they might host a home playoff game. Now, memory serves, Rob, when Tampa went to the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs, they had to go to Washington in the first round because Washington hosted a playoff game because they won the division. I think that happened, right? That is correct because the Saints won the division. Yes. So there is a chance that 7-10 and or 8-9 and Tampa hosts a playoff game because they win the really, really pathetic, the moribund NFC South. All that being said, Rob, if you're Tom Brady, you could see the frustration mounting with the penalties. He threw a touchdown pass to this tight end who actually, uh, the, the the guest yesterday, Greg, mentioned, I, I'm not even making this up. My son plays fantasy against uh, his buddy. The dad listens to the podcast. The kid picked up the tight end, Otto, whatever his name is. The guy catches a touchdown from Brady. There's a flag. 
it's holding. It comes back. And and Brady like threw up his hands. He was ticked off. And frustration is setting in. I listen, this is this is the I don't know if this is rock bottom in Tom Brady's career, but it certainly has to be close, Rob. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is not like to your point, it's not even just on the football field. Like his life around him is falling apart. He sacrificed his his family basically so he could play the Carolina Panthers twice a year and be on a three and five <laughs> football team. And I feel stupid for saying, you know, a few weeks ago that I thought they were the most dangerous team and they were my pick to come out of the NFC. And I feel dumb, not because I said it. I feel dumb because the writing was on the wall. It should have been there when I made that proclamation. Look, this Chiefs team has not played a even solid offensive game all season. The, the only time you can even point it out would be against the Chiefs when they lost 41-31. But that game was 21-3 to in the first quarter and a half. And so Kansas City went to like a prevent defense most of the way and just said, all right, go ahead. You're not going to catch up to yeah. us at this rate. So go ahead and, you know, take your 380 yards, Tom Brady. Like this offense looks so bad. It's boring. It's boring. And, and you know yeah. what's funny is you and I were joking before the podcast because I know we're going to get to the NBA today because it's a football Friday. But I was saying that the Sixers and the Nets should be so thankful that the Lakers exist because nobody's talking about their ugly starts. It's just all about the Lakers. Similarly, Tom Brady should be so thankful that the Green Bay Packers exist because does Tampa look all much better than Green Bay right now? No, but because Aaron Rodgers does his weekly hits on Pat McAfee show and he throws his teammates <laughs> under the bus, that's all anyone's talking about. Well, that that's an interesting comment right now. Who do you think is in worse shape uh, as a team, Green Bay or Tampa. I, that's actually, t- I was going to say Green Bay because it Aaron Rodgers is throwing his teammates under the bus. Brady hasn't gone there. Right. But Brady plays a, plays a Thursday night football game at home, loses, frustrated as hell, goes home, and his wife ain't even there. And the kid, probably not the kids either. And he's all alone in this mansion. Now he's got like the mini bye week, right? And what's he doing? Is he is his family even with him? I, you know, you feel a little sad for Tom. I don't. He's had enough good things in his life happen. Obviously, obvious. To answer your question, though, uh, the team that I'm more worried about would be the Green Bay Packers. Um, even though I think they have a better chance to improve because their issues is really just they have inexperienced guys at receiver. And so you would think as the year goes on, they would get better and better. But to your point, the biggest reason why I'm more confident in Tampa than Green Bay is because that NFC South is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really and really and bad. to your point, they can be a sub 500 team winning that division, and mm-hmm. Green Bay doesn't have that luxury at all. By the way, Tampa rushed for a whopping 44 yards. That's it. Baltimore 231. Uh, listen, I would love to crowbar in some NBA, some nut job Nets fan through a drink at Luca, um, but I do have to say this about. Uh, the Bucks and Ravens game. Rob, I had never heard of Isaiah Likely in my life. He went to Coastal Carolina. He was a backup to Mark Andrews. I don't know if he had any any catches or or, or anything. Um, but I cannot recall Isaiah Likely ever coming on my radar in college or even um, in the NFL. Had you heard of him? Yes. And you know you why? You have a fantasy team? No, but because friend of the show, Matthew Barry, I'm an avid listener to his podcast, and he has been talking up Isaiah Likely since wow. the preseason. 
He was like, hey, this guy could be the number two option because of how much Lamar Jackson throws at the tight ends. Now, I didn't yeah. need to get him because I had Travis Kelsey. But yeah. shout out to friend of the show, Matthew Barry, for being on this one early. Yeah, holy cow. So coming into this game, he had, looks like, 18 catches for 140 yards. In this game, he had seven for 77 and his first NFL touchdown. He just moves like like a big receiver. I mean, some of these mo- some of these moves that he had and like the toe tap in the back of the end zone, I was like, this guy's athletic as hell. What a pick in the fourth round. And you know what happens, Rob, when I see these guys like fourth rounders pop like this? I instantly go to the draft, look around there, and pray that my Jets didn't whiff on some <laughs> meatball. And then they miss out on a guy like Isaiah Likely. Um, but at any rate, Tampa Bay's in a world of trouble. And um, whew, I, I, this is going to be a long week of soul searching for, is it Thomas Edward Brady? I don't care. I think that. I, I think that. <laughs> Cold blooded. Uh, all right. With that, let's get to our guest on today's podcast from the New York Post, Eric Richter. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right you guys know on straight fire we like to kind of find the up-and-coming dudes before they pop um and give them some shine i've always loved to do that on the saturday radio show i had back in the day for fox sports radio we've done it a little bit on this podcast and the next guest here is a guy um i I worked with a buddy uh ryan glass beagle at the big lead way back and you know he's into gambling and he's at the New York Post now and he tells me dude Jay you got to get on this guy Eric he 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 just started here he's moving MMA lines he's killing the props so i start following Eric on Twitter and i'm like all right dude you got to come on the show so let's welcome in of the New York Post Eric Richter Eric how are you man well that is a hell of an introduction thanks Jason i appreciate it man yeah yeah so you you are um kind of a well, we'll get to NFL in a sec but your background of not only do you cover and gamble on MMA but you are a jiu-jitsu fighter yourself Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, Blue belt jujitsu. I've been training for almost four years and uh, absolutely love it. That's kind of where I started betting on MMA. Um, Also, I was a huge sports fan. I cover every sport, uh, football, basketball are my probably my main betting sports as long as well as MMA. But uh, otherwise, I'd say baseball is not as much of a thing. Uh, I feel like it's just all luck based uh, barrel percentages. (laughs) I'm sure the Yankees can uh, relate to that with the Aaron Judge complaints uh, on that home run. But but yeah, uh, sports betting with the New York Post. Prior to that, I was with the Action Network. Uh, if anyone knows the, uh, their sports betting uh, powerhouse that they have become. Um, but yeah, so super hyped to be here, and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and so you know, gambling on social media, Eric. I I know you're a little on the younger side, obviously, but it, it's just so funny. The the anonymous guys always win all the time. They don't post their picks, but they tell you they win all the time, and then you, they come after when you lose. Um, I'm just curious. You are on the rise. How much of this gambling social media nonsense do you take in, or do, are you able to totally avoid it? It's mostly BS, uh, to be honest with you. All of the gambling uh, touts out there, there are some legitimate ones, and yeah, you really have to pick and choose. But when you have, you know, people are like, well, you know, this is my lock of the week, my max <laughs> bomb play, 20 units here, 25 units here. That's not real sports betting. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, like with the parlays and all that stuff, like it's cool to parlay sometimes. And I can like go into teaching people how to actually parlay and do same game parlays. But there is there's a way to do it. and There's a way not to do it. 
And a lot of the things you see online, it's not how you do it. Um, but if it wins, you know, you get all you get all the yeah. Twitter clout. You have 50,000 followers on Twitter. And, you know, and then you could probably sell it to somebody at, uh, from that point. You know, I have a big following. But there is a way to do it right and there's a way to do it wrong. And a lot of Twitter, uh, gambling Twitter is just nonsense. So one last thing, because you're younger. So I, I'm on a bunch of different group text chains for gambling with buddies. And literally today, a guy sent me a TikTok of some guy, I have no idea who he is, hyping up all his wins and giving out all these crazy picks. I am curious, Eric, you're of the younger set. Are you on TikTok and have you seen these gambling people on TikTok? I'm not a big TikTok okay. guy, I'll be honest. Um, but that, I have heard that there's a lot of stuff that goes on uh, with TikTok. Like there's this one guy, I'm not going to say his name, but you know, he's always like getting into like fake Twitter beefs with people <laughs> just to like, that's his way of getting like um, just more followers. Yeah. Right? Everyone likes controversy. So everyone, so he'll like attack somebody for getting a pick wrong and then they'll have a back and forth and then he'll get the rub from it. There you it's go. really, it's really odd the way people get followers on social media in gambling Twitter. It, it's bizarre and it's just really not how the, like the real world works. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, just giving people yeah. bad advice. Totally <laughs> agree. Uh, all right. So let's get every, every Friday we break out the NFL schedule, go through it, go through picks. I haven't bet a lot this week. I'll, I'll confess up front. Uh, Monday night hurt bad. Uh, I was on the Patriots big. Uh, they knocked me out of both of my survivor pools. Um, mm -hmm. One is a very big money one. It, it hurt. So I didn't look at gambling for, I think, like almost 48 hours. I just avoided everything. Um, I, I'm back in now. I have a couple bets. Any games jump out to you on the Week 8 card this weekend? Um, you can start with the London game. You could go to any high-profile games. A couple double-digit uh, spreads. Yeah. Uh, any? What, what? What do you see that you like? Top one that I looked at was Vikings Cardinals. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't really see how the Vikings are three and a half point favorites. Uh, they're probably they're besides the Giants, right? They're lucky. They're a really lucky five and one team. Um, and just looking at it uh, through like overall, the offenses here are just going to clash. These are horrible defensive teams. At best, this is going to be a, a coin flip game. Uh, you get the Cardinals here at plus one fifty five on DraftKings. I mean, I'll, I'm all over that. I like the over as well. Um, and a uh, former colleague of mine uh, at the Action Network, Sean Corner, created something called the Luck Rankings. I'm not sure if you're familiar or your listeners are familiar, but essentially what he did was he created um, expected scores of each game, combined them into an, into expected records. So he did an expected scores of each game and then combined it into expected records with the goal of having the luckiest team in the NFL. So the number one luckiest team in the NFL is the New York Giants. Right. The, yeah. least, I, yeah. the least lucky team is the New England Patriots, which might surprise people. Huh. But the seventh, the, yep. The, and then the seventh luckiest team are the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. So, um, and so that would say that their 5-1 record's a little bit fluky, right? So you can kind of throw out the record on that one. Um, and then you'll just say, you know, the Cardinals are right where they're supposed to be in terms of luck. Uh, they're 16th, which is directly in the middle, and they're three and four, so mm -hmm. it makes sense. Um, so that in and of itself, I think, is, is very valuable. And against the spread, uh, they're hitting at like 70% of picks when, it, when when you compare the luck rankings. Um, and then when you go into the actual like nuts and bolts of the game, the Vikings, they're ninth ranked on a pro, pro football focus um, in defense. That's really on the back of their run defense. They're the third best run defense in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, but they have the second worst pass defense. Mm. Cardinals aren't really running the ball anyway. They're yeah. gonna be they're gonna be airing it out. So, and then you have the Cardinals, who also have the third worst coverage uh, defense. So you're looking at these two. I, it screams an over on 49. It screams a coin flip game where you know anything can kind of happen. You, mm -hmm. you take the Cardinals plus 155. 
Um, and I, you can, you can go plus three and a half. You want, you want that hook. I mean, that hook is very important, but, uh, I'd say right off the bat, you're looking at the Cardinals there. If you want to attack some props, I Kyler Murray rushing yards, Kyler Murray rushing touchdown, Deandre Hopkins, everything. Cause Kyler Murray loved having yeah. Deandre Hopkins. Well, back. I think also the Vikings, uh, according to football outsiders have, uh, ranked 31st in the league defender defending number one wide receivers. They've just gotten torched. They're dead last against yeah. tight ends. So uh, I have an Ertz prop I was going to give out uh, later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm with you. Arizona, one of the teams I bet. I am curious. You know, trends. We talk about them a lot, right? So there's all these trends. Fox provides them to me. They have Cliff Kingsbury 15-3-2 against the spread as an underdog on the road, yeah. right? So now people will say, well, wait a second. What about the Seattle game? They just lost that because mm-hmm. – and I'll say, no, they, they were actually favored in that game. Uh, I was yep. on Arizona. That one hurt. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's won eight straight on the road as a dog. Like, for whatever reason, getting away from Arizona, like, does that matter at all to you? Obviously, it's baked into the spread. But when you hear that and trends in general, what, what, is it, what do they do for you? Everything is case by case, right? So not everything is something, but not uh, something is everything, but not everything is something yeah. uh, when it comes to that. So. Um, when it comes to like an, uh, playing as an underdog, that is something that you'll take into account. But when you're talking about like, well, you know, um, on the road on, you know, second October, a second week of October, like <laughs> in the last like five years, like I was looking at um, it was like, how are the Patriots do against the Jets uh, historically? Oh, Throw it out the window. It doesn't yeah. matter because, you know, you have Brady and Belichick. It's a different team, different culture, different everything. So when it comes to the trends, I'm a little iffy on them. Um, you know, the, the ones that really matter here, I would say are the wins on single possession. How many wins did they have, uh, mm-hmm. at that very end of the game? I'd say those are the ones that matter I'll, as an underdog. I'll take that into account. It's not going to factor a ton. Um, but you know, it is like, it is important to know if Kyler Murray is good as an underdog, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of variance involved there. Yeah. The Vikings, um, they beat the Lions by four. They got lucky. They had to come back late. They beat the uh, Saints by three, that London game. Again, some luck involved, last-second field goal. Beat the Bears when they survived a late Justin Fields drive. And then they beat the Miami second- and third-string quarterbacks. So, And they weren't good offensively in that game. Like, I like this team a lot. I just don't think they're that good. So I, I would agree with the luck rankings. Would you say they were seventh? So the Vikings are seventh, and then the Cardinals are smack in the middle at 16. Middle. That's right where they should be. The Vikings at seventh, that would put them in the elite category in the NFL. It's very likely not that, yeah. uh, especially with week one. They beat the Packers, and that, that win Since isn't then. even looking that, good. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. So the number one team you said in luck is the New York Giants, and yes, they sir. are six and one, and I think some people are going to be surprised that they're road dogs in Seattle. It's a tough road spot, right? They, they uh, get back from London. They're at home against a Ravens team, then fly down to Jacksonville. Now they're flying to Seattle. Yep. They got the bye week coming up. Seattle's hot. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to take the Giants here in the contest, but I don't feel uh, totally convinced of it. Um, or do you have anything on this game? I could probably talk you off the ledge on that one. Um, so oh, I, Seattle, I'm a huh? Fan. Yeah, so I, I was at. I'm a Giants fan. I was at the game uh, against the Ravens. I was I was on the Ravens, and then oh. I went to Jacksonville. I was I was on Jackson. I was on the Jet, the Giants in Jacksonville. I flew to Jacksonville for the game. Wow! And 
that was a Giants home game, if I've ever seen one. It was 75%, 80% Giants fans. I've never seen anything like it. And like Jacksonville, I, I don't know if they just don't have fans. My first time going to their stadium, but it was unreal. That was a Giants home game. So, yeah, it was mm-hmm. a road game technically. But if you were, you know, they were plus three. If that was going to be a money line at the Giants uh, home stadium, it, it was pretty much uh, a pick them there. Uh, when you go to Seattle, you're dealing with the 12th man and they are fired up right now yeah. they had Pete Carroll has that team jumping up and down they are talking all sorts of shit about Russell Wilson um they they're doing the whole thing right now so I would say uh Giants are probably a stay away there even at the plus three I think the Seahawks are probably going to win outright and cover hmm. um I just I'm not I, I'm not into the Giants on the road yet I'll see but these last two upsets, those were home games. Uh, don't let the uh, location actually fool you. Yeah, home it's, the home road thing is weird. So Daniel Jones, for whatever, I, I stopped betting him at home because he was so bad. On the road, 15-6 and six against the spread. I don't know if it's the bright lights in New York. Mm. But the only reason I brought this game up was, uh, and it applies to the Arizona game, one of the things I look at is pressure rate getting to the quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. Arizona, they love to dial up the blitz. They pressure the hell out of the quarterbacks. I think Kirk Cousins will struggle. He historically has against pressure. The other guy, Geno Smith. Arizona dialed up the pressure. They're number two in pressure rate. And Geno had like his worst game of the season. Now, they still won mm-hmm. because friggin' Cliff Kingsbury's an idiot. Wouldn't kick field goals. Yep. <laughs> um, but I'm just curious. Wink Martindale is going to blitz the shit out of Geno. And I oh, yeah. just wonder, is Geno going to crumble? No DK Metcalf. At least it looks like he's not going to play. Um, yep. You know, maybe you could throw it up to lock it a little bit. But I, I don't know. I, I think, and again, I don't like the Giants. I'm a Jets guy, but I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll TBD that one. Um, do you have any other games that you have fired on yet, or are you looking at getting into? For sure. Uh, so I, I'm interested in, in Bears if they were to get to 10. That's something to look mm. at. They're at 9.5 everywhere. I'm interested at 10. Uh, just because they run the ball and the, and the Cowboys have a bad run defense, they're fifth worst by pro football focus. And that's important because the Cowboys haven't really played any high pressure or high quality run offenses. They're not facing Lamar Jackson yet. Um, you know, so th- that's something to look at because the Cowboys run defense is ranked very low by pro football co- Pro football focus, fifth worst. Didn't love what I saw from Dak. Looked like a rich man's Cooper Rush. Mobility is kind of <laughs> gone from his game, uh, to be honest. And and mobility is kind of gone for from his game uh, in the reality. So, you know, I just I don't really trust the Cowboys there as ten point favorites. And I think that the uh, the Bears, yes, like it was like a lucky little situation. They had a bunch of momentum going with the Patriots, but they at least got Justin Field out of the pocket. Right? Mm. They weren't doing that. By the uh, way, were you su- Eric, were you surprised that the Patriots did not spy Justin Fields? Like Shocked. Belichick is a great coach, obviously. Yeah. And 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 he had nobody spying Fields. Fields just t- tucked and run. I felt like every other play. Yeah, that was unreal. I you know I, I don't even think it's a, a Bel- it was definitely a Belichick problem, but I also think it's more of a personnel problem. Mm. Um because I don't think that he has a linebacker. He doesn't have Dante Hightower anymore. Right. Like that's a problem. Like they haven't been able to get that linebacker in the door. If they can get that linebacker in the door one day. Maybe they can uh, do more things like that. But if you're going to ask a safety dude, you're going to ask Jalen Mills to go out there yeah. and, and spy him. Like probably not. Um, I think he was actually kind of trying to do that with Matthew Judon, uh, to be honest with oh, you. I love Judon too. He's a beast. Oh, he's, he's an animal. I think that they were trying to do that with Judon um, a little bit with Fields, but he's just not fast enough. There's and you know it just seemed like he didn't know what to do with a uh, with a moving quarterback, uh, Belichick, and that's a problem. <laughs> I, I am curious. Speaking of uh, moving quarterbacks, Justin Fields 
will be facing a Cowboys defense that, I, I mean, obviously Micah Parsons is, is a beast. I think they lead the league in oh, yeah. sacks. One interesting nugget is they've now faced, I mean, if we're going to count Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, they've faced three running quarterbacks so far. So this will yep. not be really anything new. And I am curious, yep. like, you can't quantify it, but Bears win a incredible primetime game. Everybody says, oh, suddenly, hey, they're probably not the worst team in the league, or they're probably not 31. Yep. And I don't know if you saw the locker room videos. They were dancing like they won the Super Bowl. Like, there's <laughs> Justin Justin Fields doing yep. every dance known to man. There's, I mean, it was a long celebration. Yeah. And now you got a kind of not a quick turnaround, but short week, and you got to travel again this time mm-hmm. to Dallas. And Dallas did not look good; they didn't look sharp. I was on Detroit, and of no. course, Detroit was covering for fifty-six minutes to start the game, terrible. and then screw it up, yeah. fucking Jared Goff. Terrible loss. Anyways, oh, it's a terrible I, loss. I, I was looking at Dallas here. You you think at ten it's the Bears? Is it I Dallas at nine and a half? Bears, no? nine and a half to stay away. Um, I'm not. I don't. It's not even so much the Cowboys defense is elite. I have them pretty much in every fantasy team. I, I love the Cowboys defense. They're extremely elite. My problem is their offense. I really don't think that Dak is what he used to be. And I think that without Zeke, they might not even have the ball control. Everyone's really on Tony Pollard's like, you know, you know, Tony Pollard RB1 season, right? Everybody's saying that. But for me, I would say that I have issues with the Cowboys offense more so than the Cowboys defense. If the Bears can do a little uh, do a little stay away, uh, keep away, and um, the Cowboys' run defense, like I said, not great, doesn't rank well uh, in peripheral advanced stats. I'll take the Bears at plus ten, nine and a half. I'm not touching. So, what, and right what now, about? Oh, I forgot to ask. What about the Robert Quinn trade? I mean, I don't know that it's a fire sale because they don't have much talent. But yeah. after you get a big win, you're like all fired up, and then they trade their second best defensive player. I think I saw. Um, What's his, the linebacker, um, uh, Roquan Smith? I think he was like tearing up over the he loss. Was of crying. Him. Yeah. I, 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 how does the locker room react? Like, I, I again, I would think they would be like, "Oh, nobody cares." But Carolina trades McCaffrey, and then they beat Tampa Bay. So, I, can you can you factor that into the handicap at all? Not really. I, I mean, if we were to say like, you know, some quarterbacks are worth barely a half of a point on a spread. I would say, you know, a defensive end, even even if he's like a top level one. I'd say your maximum is probably be worth half a point uh, for uh, for one player. So I would say Bears with Robert Quinn. The Cowboys aren't going to be passing the ball very much anyway, unless it's just an emotional thing. Could be an emotional thing for sure, um, where it just you know frustrates uh, like the team in the locker room mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But in terms of like points, like it, you, there's even stats out there to quantify the the point differential on a spread compared from the starter to the backup. And I think like the highest one uh, last year was Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. worth like six points to the spread mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, love. Um, I, I would say that Robert Quinn's probably worth like, like yeah, half no, a point. I, no. I, I even, even joke that Butker was worth a point and a half to the Chiefs. <laughs> Not you having him I mean? kill, killed him against, uh, was it the Colts game? They, they special teams was yep. a disaster. Um, yeah, all right, here's something. So, uh, you know, on the herd on Thursday, Mark Sanchez said something interesting. He was announcing the Chargers Seahawks game. And, you know, they talked to the teams before and he said on air, just so people don't think I'm divulging anything. He's like, yeah, the Chargers were talking about the bye week and they were getting ready to enter the bye week. And, you know, the vibe was bye week and they come out and they're down 17 nothing. And I started to look at this. Mm. Um, So I looked at the last three weeks. Teams playing before their bye have gone eight and two heading into the bye. Only two teams lost. They were coached by bad coaches, Brandon Staley and Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell got destroyed uh, in New England, 29-0. Mm. 
when you hear something like that, uh, is it even worth a look? Because there are six teams getting ready to go on the bye week this week. Oh, and, and again, I know that's tough to factor into a handicap because you can't put a number on it. But mm-hmm. again, it's a mindset. You're an athlete. You do jujitsu. You know you're going on vacation next week. You know, the girlfriend saying, hey, should we pack this or wife, whatever you got. Um, you know, these guys on the, in the NFL, they're kind of excited for the bye week. I mean, it's, they haven't seen their families or spent time with them since friggin' August. I, I don't know. Does that factor in? Because Dallas is on the bye next week. Mm, and they have McCarthy. I don't know if you like McCarthy as a coach or not. Um, I'll just say uh, the other teams are Cleveland. They play Monday night. Their coach is yeah. not great. Denver, Nathaniel Hackett, maybe gets left in London. Uh, the mm. Giants are going into the bye, but they have a good coach. Uh, yes. Pittsburgh, Tomlin, and then San Fran, which is interesting. We'll talk about it in a sec. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Um, I actually haven't heard of that stat before. Uh, eight and two going into a bye, but the two coaches who lost are terrible. Man, that is a tough one. Um, I would say again, everything is something. Something. Uh, everything is something. Not everything is uh, everything. Not something is everything. Um, but that's a that's a tough one because like you know, eight and two bad coaches lost. I'd like I'd like to see like all eight coaches that ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, my only reason for that is because like why. Like it was, were they on the road? Were they at home? Like, yeah. I feel like there's more data to break down. That's there a great point. Than just, yeah. than just sitting on like a, an eight and two going into the bye mm-hmm. with the two coaches being bad. I'd, I'd, I'd kind of would want to see the other teams that ended up winning. Yeah. And then also, um, you know, what their other circumstances were road, home, underdog, favorite, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Although the, the Chargers, bad loss. Dude, Brandon yeah. Staley it is not looking good. And me and Glass Beagle have been on it for a little bit. Chargers not to make the playoffs was plus 300 after week one. Whoa. Um, and that is looking phenomenal. That team has been decimated, absolutely decimated by injuries. Well, the, um, only, the only thing is Denver stinks, and I don't yep. know if the Raiders are good. So yeah. they, they could luck. Yeah. I mean, the AFC has been really upside down. I mean, hell, yeah. uh, you know, Bengals, Ravens have not been able to get separation. You know, I, I, it's, that's a, I think that's a good bet, you know, plus 300, you said? Yeah, yeah, but then you got to root against Justin Herbert, who I think is very, very likable. Um, another yeah. game. I'm curious if you're if you have anything on this. Um, the Carolina Panthers go to um, Atlanta. Carolina, mm-hmm. not good, but just beat Tampa. A lot of people, I think, would think, "Oh, we'll just fade them." Atlanta covering machine. They they ran out of gas last week against the Bengals, and I I, I wonder. But then you look at the line movement and money coming in on Carolina. There are cluster injuries in the secondary for Atlanta that is really yeah. troublesome. Now, DJ Moore, I have him in fantasy. I don't know if you do fantasy. But I haven't yeah. played DJ Moore in weeks because he's kind of a bum. But I think I'm starting Not him this week one. against Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, terrible defense. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I believe Mariota had, like, what, 15 pass attempts? Yeah, I like, what are they doing in Atlanta? Arthur Smith, not a huge fan. Um, you know, Carolina money coming in on Carolina. I saw, I believe they're what plus five, plus five and a yeah, half. It's going down. Week. Yeah. And it's going down to four. That's very interesting. Um, here's, here's what I'll say about that. PJ Walker is a clear upgrade over Baker. Mayfield. <laughs> that it's clear at this point that Baker Mayfield's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL and it's nothing against him, but um, that's just kind of where Carolina is. I think they actually kind of believed in PJ Walker a little bit last week. I think that that was a big part of it. He looked pretty good. Um, at plus four, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, that's probably a decent spot. I, if it gets to three though, I'm not touching it. Yeah. That's your, your number there is big, uh, four, four. Okay. Three. Absolutely not. 
So, you know, it's it's funny how those things can change. But when, he, when you're looking at the spreads, four versus three, I mean, it's tough. But yeah. three, not, not a touch at three. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Game, discover must-see shows and hit movies and get all the best streaming apps in one place like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two double-digit games. Uh, Philadelphia is minus 10.5, I'm seeing, at home against Pittsburgh. And the Packers are 11.5-point dogs in Buffalo. Um, Are you paying a tax if you're betting those two? Because I think everybody, the narrative right now is Buffalo, KC, and Philly are by far the best teams in the league. And then there's a shit ton of middle class. And so I feel like if you're betting on Buffalo or, or, or Philly, you're paying a little bit of a tax right for sure and well it's not even just a tax um because you know you're getting the elite teams it's a tax because 
you're also uh, getting them off of a buy. Everyone's like, oh, well, you know, mm. Buffalo off of a buy, Philadelphia off of a buy, you know, like you need to get extra time to prepare. But let's be honest here. Are the Eagles really sitting up at night, you know, paying extra attention to preparing for Kenny Pickett? Probably not. <laughs> right. You know, that that's not what's really happening there. So um, in terms of the Eagles one, staying away, um, I'd actually lean Packers at plus 11 and a half because that's just really? an absurd number. Uh, plus 11 and a half absurd Packers. I mean, and here's, so here's the the case for green Bay. Their running offense is fantastic. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are very solid players. Buffalo is obviously going to stack the box. This might be an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers, Who's also called out all of his teammates over mm-hmm. the last week. This could be a spot where maybe Romeo Dobbs doesn't drop the game winning touchdown against Patriots. Maybe this is a spot where he actually catches it you know, holds on to the ball. Um, you know, if they're going to stack the box with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, I think plus 11 is fine. Um, if you had told me preseason that the Packers are plus 400 versus the bills, take that all day, you know, but I mean, I'm not sure if they're win out right, you know, in Buffalo, but you know, Packers aren't afraid of any, uh, a little cold. So mm-hmm. I'd say plus 11 and a half. I mean, come on. Uh, plus and 11 and yeah. a half. This is a bills team last year that lost against Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. I think they had a third pretty weak loss that was just unimpressive. Yeah. Um, and, and one more thing is that um, we, there are there is uh, sharp money coming in on Green Bay as of today. Uh, 80% of the money is on Green Bay and 55% of the bets. So whenever the bets, mm-hmm. the, the amount of the, the percent of bets is lower than the amount of money that's coming in, that's when you know sharp money is coming in. Short money is coming in on uh, Green Bay at this point. So oh, that's that's uh, good that you brought that up because we've had a, a couple guests say that they look at the bet percentages. Um, yep. Now, sometimes you know that you'll say eighty percent of the money is coming in on a certain team, but was that at a was that at eleven and a half? Is that eleven? Is it ten and a half? Ten? You like? Do they break that down for you? I don't know where you where you find that. I think Vison has uh, a page with that for DraftKings, but um, yep. do they break it down like how much money was coming in at what number? So they don't have that uh, in, in terms of coming in at each number, but it's something that you should probably, especially if you're in like sports betting, like I am, something you should probably keep keep on top of. There was no sharp money coming in uh, as of two days ago. Uh, last time that I looked, there's no sharp money coming in on Green Bay um, as of today. Eighty percent of the money on Green Bay, so that means. A couple big bets came in in the last, you know, forty-eight hours. Last time I looked, um, so a couple big bets coming in there uh, would point to some wise guys are probably going to start attacking eleven and a half. Uh, most likely the value there. Um, you know, there's sharp action, big money um, are kind of what you want to look for, and both of them are right there. Yeah, it's interesting that you you say a, a road dog. Of double yep. digits getting 80%. That, I mean, that's yep. kind of unheard of. <laughs> yeah, I don't think right? you get that often. Uh, let's wrap up with any props that jump out at you. For instance, uh, 49ers, Rams, um, Shanahan has dominated McVay, but there are significant injuries to the Niners. I can't bet San Fran in this. Um, no. It looks like Debo Samuel may not play, and it's funny because Debo has killed the Rams. All their pre-stat exactly. motion, they, I don't know if they lose track of Debo Samuel, but he has murdered yep. them. And San Fran's missing use check. They're fullback. I think yep. they're going to be down like three or four defensive starters. But I, I, I just don't like the, what the Rams are putting out. The product they're they're sending out. So I'm skipping this game. But are there any props that that you've looked at? 
Uh, Cooper Cup, I believe his uh, his receiving prop was uh, ninety five and a half. He'll probably get to a hundred. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just what you can he make does. a lot of money um, just betting Cooper Cup every week, basically, right? Yeah, Cooper Cup overs uh, pretty much uh, on the regular. Um, but in, just in terms of coverage, um, the 49ers don't have a very good uh, coverage unit. Um, and Cooper Cup has uh, typically crushed them. He has over 100 yards, I think, four straight games prior to the last uh, time that these two teams played. So um, I would say like that, if you want to like look at a Cooper Cup, maybe uh, score a touchdown, probably like minus 120. Um, I'm not really targeting that game for props. I do have a couple props for the Jets uh, versus um, – uh, Yeah, I'm you're assuming you're a lot of York. unders. Um, well, I – Overs, but maybe not in the way that you're thinking. Now, let me let me guess. Um, Zach Wilson passing yardage. What, what is it? One seventy nine. The line has not come out for that one yet at, okay. at the time, but it's probably like one seventy. It's probably in that area. Yeah, I, I, I'm I mean, on. Yeah, he hasn't passed for two hundred in forever. Uh, well, he might the, need so to the if the they're point. they're behind here. Though. So that's my issue with Zach Wilson, right? Um, he his completion percentage when he's under pressure is sixteen point one percent. That is. <laughs> unbelievably bad yeah. he's been pressured 42 times as 54 yards with two interceptions i will target zach wilson to throw an interception at anything better than minus 125 if you can give me anything better than minus 25 i'm taking it well, if it's yeah. one and a half minus 125 so a little bit of juice all he has to do I'll is throw a pick now the only one. problem with that is let uh, special teams the jets have been excellent let's yes. say that the patriots who by the way did you see their punter was terrible on monday so uh, now they brought yep. in new punters Special mm-hmm. team's a little shaky. If the Jets yep. happen to take advantage and they're up, I don't know, 10-3, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Zach Wilson throwing. I think Salah thinks no. his defense can – I don't know if you saw the stat. I think it was from Pro Football Focus that Matt Jones has been the worst quarterback EPA against the Blitz this year by a mile. Yes. Russell Wilson second. I, and it's like well, if, the Jets, if the Jets could get the lead, somehow I don't think yes. Zach's going to be throwing the ball a lot. No, no. Robert Sala has made it very clear he does not trust Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, so pro football focus grade for uh, for Zach Wilson under pressure was 23. The only one worse was Mac Jones at 22.8. Those are the worst quarterbacks in the NFL against the pressure. It's really bad. Um, just take a step further. Average yards per attempt when under pressure. Zach Wilson is just dumping the ball off. 1.7 yeah. yards per attempt under pressure. It's just terrible. Um, Robert Sala, either he's not coaching him up enough or the floor is not helping him enough and not giving him enough freebies, which is what's really important uh, for a growing quarterback, or they just don't trust him. They don't think he's the guy. I'm not sure which one's which. Um, but for uh, in terms of a prop for that one, I'm on Michael Carter over receptions. Uh, pretty much anywhere you can get it, he's going to be the clear receiving back. They just – and shout out to Jacksonville. This is how you trade a player that you clearly don't want. They got a, six, uh, a conditional fifth for James Robinson. Uh, the Giants just got a third for Kadarius Tony. That's insane. So that that doesn't even make sense. James Robinson is the eighth worst running back in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. What? Uh, two point, yes, eighth worst running back in uh, with his elusive rating. Um, he's a decent pass blocker. That's like his only redeeming quality. That's well, wait, about so, it. So James uh, Robinson does not make people miss. Well, that's not good behind this Jets offensive line. No, and the Jets offensive line, and so that's another thing. The Jets offensive line is the seventh worst against the run block, run blocking, and Jacksonville is the eighth worst with run blocking. So when you obviously those are going to be the same. You have Michael Carter, who's ranked in the top half of running backs, and then you have James Robinson, who's ranked eighth worst. You trade a fifth round pick for him, really didn't make sense. Jacksonville is probably leaping up and down when they got that trade offer. Panic trade shows me that they don't trust Wilson. Um, and that they weren't going to plan just to run the ball up the middle nonstop. I don't, I, I don't really know. It doesn't really make sense to me. 
um, on that one. So I'll, I'll take Michael Carter receiving props um, because he'll, he'll be the pass guy. Have they shown the number yet? What is it, four and a half? Um, I believe it's two and uh, I believe it's two and a half. But really? Oh, yeah. come four, on. Yeah, that's a four slam and a half dunk. Is reserved, four and a half is reserved for Camaro only. <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, I just look at Robinson. He's not, they're not, I mean, how many plays is, we saw McCaffrey get traded, what, Thursday before the game, and they, they had him run like 10, what, 15 snaps. There's no way yeah. James Robinson's playing 20 snaps. No. I no, can't imagine I mean, that. Unless he learns the playbook unbelievably quick. Yeah, so this uh, is going to be the Carter show. show. Yeah, right, right, right. It better and, be. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, did the bears use running back? No, they just use fields. Yeah. Uh, well, they use Khalil, uh, Khalil Herbert as well. In the uh, past game, he did have that awesome touchdown. That was a great throw by yeah. Got to give him props. Um, got to give him. Uh, let's, uh, so we've got a lot of NFL. I am curious on the MMA. Um, is it heavily stat based gambling for the comp for, for combat sports or what are you using to become a better gambler in that? Um, so there, uh, one of the companies I worked for in the past, uh, Katina owns bestfightodds.com. That's a really, really good one because it'll show you, it breaks down every method of victory. And that's, that's the name of the game when you're betting MMA. Mm-hmm. It's not just money lines. You're going to want to know method of victory, fight to go the distance. That's a huge part of MMA betting. Um, so like, like this week you have Arnold Allen, who was originally a plus 130 underdog and it tells you, and it'll, it'll tweet right when the line opens, Arnold Allen's plus 130. And then, you know, sharp money comes in immediately. Arnold Allen's now favorite. Um, so that's something that like, it'll tell you immediately when the lines, when the lines open, then you can bet it. Um, same thing with like Sean O'Malley, right? Sean O'Malley, uh, this past weekend at UFC 280 was plus 350, uh, on the money line when he opened. And then he got bet down to plus one, plus 190, I believe by fight time. So that's like a you know, huge difference here in ent- implied probability and whatever. And however you score that fight doesn't really matter because Sean O'Malley ended up winning cashing as a plus 350 dog. If you got him at the right time, um, Basically, my my best advice to anyone betting MMA is do not bet. Um, try to bet early in the week, right when the lines open. Um, and then usually method of victories will come out on Thursday on like a FanDuel or points bet or DraftKings. Usually method of victories come out on Thursday. That's your big day for, for MMA betting. So Thursday, today, bet your method of victories. Um, and don't wait until Saturday on those because the juice gets crazy on the method of victory drops. Interesting. Now, uh, because NFL, apparently, you know, the, usually the late move is sometimes the best move, right? Uh, yep. You have the most information. It's right before kickoff. You can get down as a lot of money. Um, but it, you're saying it's the opposite in MMA, huh? Yeah, because the ju- it's it's really about the juice uh, for the method of victory props because you you can't bet under anything like in the in the NFL you can bet you know unders overs there there has to be enough they're trying to get action both ways it's not really like that in MMA because if you're trying to bet Arnold Allen by knockout there's just that line is just going to move and there's no corresponding under or no no corresponding opposite line it's not really going to move any other way um, so that's like an important piece of it. Um, you know, sometimes the bet chooses you. Like that's something that I always say. Like sometimes you don't choose the bet. The bet is going to choose you. It's the same thing um, in the NFL with Mac Jones uh, this past Monday. You know, Adam Schefter says on Monday night on ESPN, hey, like Mac Jones is going to play some. It might be Bailey Zappi. Who knows? You know, bet the under on Mac Jones. Like I didn't choose under. Right? I didn't handicap under. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a lean. But sometimes the bet's going to choose you. And, and something that me uh, at me and some coworkers at the Post talk about is, you know, when uh, like Josh Jacobs was sick, um, you know, a couple weeks ago um, and he ended up taking his own private flight to the game. You know, Zamira White was plus twenty two hundred to score a touchdown. And Josh Jacobs was sick getting flown to the game um, when it w- wasn't wasn't sure if he was going to play. 
Samir White was being hung at plus 2,200 for the whole day um, oh, wow. on DraftKings. And I tweeted right now, go, go, go. Like Zamir White, Zamir White, Zamir White. And then he got bet all the way down to minus 110. Mm. And, you know, Josh Jacobs ended up playing, but the reality there is it's more about the process and the value than it, because eventually that's going to, you're going to go the other way on that. When you're beating the book by 70% on a bet, that's when you, that's everything that you need to know. You're beating the book by, that's, that's unbelievably significant. Um, And there are some people that were tweeting me out some crazy ones. There was like Zamir White, first touchdown of the day on Sunday, 250 to one. And then it was bet all, and then that was bet all the way down to, you know, 10 to one. By the way, did you know, I did I don't remember. Did he do anything? So Zamir White didn't end up playing. Oh. Um, but the process is what is what really Yeah, no, no, that definitely, knew, yeah. DraftKings knew that they had made a mistake because they they moved that line and they moved it down to minus one ten from plus twenty two hundred. Uh Jacobs ended up playing, but you know, that's a bet that chooses you. You take that, you know, hundred times out of a hundred for being the beating the book by that much. Yeah, congratulations on that. Uh and congrats on your <laughs> success, Eric Richter. Follow him on social media. Uh, let's see. E-R-I-C-H-T-E-R-R. R. Yeah. Three R's. Yeah. Three R's. Uh, okay. E-Richter. Um, also, the Post Picks newsletter. Uh, you can see the link uh, in my uh, Twitter bio as well. You know, when those bets choose you, uh, when those bets choose you and some information comes out, I'm always uh, trying to be on it. But, you know, when uh, insiders tell you something, listen. <laughs> because yeah. they'll help you with betting. All right, man. And good luck with that jujitsu, Eric. I appreciate it, Jason. Thank you very much. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things. A new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with amex terms apply ready to unlock a world of entertainment philips roku tv has america's favorite tv streaming platform built in so you can watch live tv catch every game discover must-see shows and hit movies and get all the best streaming apps in one place like iheart for all your favorite music radio and podcasts watch what you want when you want immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4k picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room find your perfect philips roku tv today online or at your local walmart and sam's club fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good, good stuff from Eric Richter. New guy on the scene. New guy. I like that, you know? You know, it's it's weird. I'm I'm not fully immersed in the gambling community. I don't like to be. I've told you guys a story when I was one of the bloggers back in the day, sports blogs, geez, 2005, 6, 7, 6, 7, 8 maybe. And, you know, it was like a tight-knit community of a bunch of up-and-coming sports bloggers, and everybody started to kind of uh, go their own way. A couple people started to pull away and uh, separate themselves from the pack, and there's a lot of jealousy and weirdness, and it was just clicky, losery. And I'm already sensing that in the sports gambling community. It's like, oh, well, uh, I, I'm I'm a smart guy over here with these guys. And like, I don't know that guy. He doesn't kiss my ass or kiss the ring or follow me on Twitter. I was like, I, I don't, I'm sorry, dude. I don't care. I'm breaking down sports games here, you know, trying to make some money on the side. I'm, I'm not into making friends in the sports gambling community. Like I have a bunch of friends, but I, I don't get involved in the clicky stuff. And um, I think this guy, Eric, is on the rise, right? He, he's doing good and uh, I like his work. So I wanted to bring him on the podcast. All right, let's get to what everybody's waiting for. Picks for week eight. Week seven was good. The Lions let me down. The Patriots let me down. But other than that, I think I almost hit every game. And I do kind of feel good about week eight. I don't feel great. And... You know, coming off that Ravens win, I, I you know I like the Ravens. I don't like the Bucks. I'm I'm done with this team. You know, we talked about them at the outset. I'm not going to go back on it. I'll quickly go through the games. Uh, Denver, Jacksonville in London. I have zero read here. I, I want to bet Jacksonville. I think to the side. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, if he loses, do they leave him in London? Just from a matchup perspective, I think Jacksonville could have some trouble with Denver. But Denver's beat up, and you guys heard me talk about going into the bye. Denver's going into a bye next week. If they're going to fire Hackett, honestly, like this is kind of the perfect time. You lose in London, you fall to two and six, it's over. You fire him during the bye week, you have one of the interim, one of the coaches take over and you start anew. Maybe you go in a fire sale. I mean, they lose this game. Is Bradley Chubb going to get dealt? I, I, I can't imagine it. They they dealt Khalil, was it Khalil Mack? No, I'm, it was not Khalil Mack. It was um, Von Miller. That's right. Von Miller was opposite uh, Chubb last year. They dealt him and... It'll be interesting, you know. You unload Bradley Chubb. It's like, is that an easy replacement? You get some picks? I, I don't know. I, I can't back Denver at all for me. This is Jacksonville or pass. But I don't have a, a, a huge feel here either way. I do think there actually could be some scoring. Um, so I would look at the over, but not 
convincingly so. Um, Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys, I'm probably going to put the Cowboys in the contest. I talked about this a little with Eric. It just feels like a letdown spot for the Bears. I think the matchup, Dan Quinn will be ready. They face running quarterbacks in Hurts and Daniel Jones. I think they'll be ready. I, I don't see how the Bears move the ball successfully. Again, it's a week-to-week league, right? Don't re- forget about what you saw last week, right? The Bears, are they the team we saw the first six weeks, or are they the team to beat the Patriots? You know, the Cowboys have a pretty darn good body of work. That defense is excellent. They did get a little lucky because Jared Goff vomited all over himself last week. Let's not re- repeat it. I, I Dallas or pass for me on that one. I can't bet Saints-Raiders. I want to take the Saints. I definitely want to. I think the Saints are the side here for sure. Problem is, I'm not taking them with Lattimore, uh, Lattimore um, not practicing. And, and Michael Thomas still out. And Landry, they're just too beat up. I can see uh, Taysom Hill running all over these guys. I, I, I like the Saints here, but it's just so tough for me to bet my money or take them in the contest on a team where I know the secondary cannot contain Devontae Adams. Like So again, another one probably going to pass. I told you guys um, I'm on the Carolina Panthers in this one. I know that's a tough one to swallow. Jay, you're really telling me P.J. Walker, that's your guy? Dude, I picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues. You know, I have Mahomes as quarterback. I said, let me give P.J. Walker a shot. Cluster injuries for the Falcons in the secondary. D.J. Moore could be in play to have a big game. And the Carolina defense is pretty good, guys. This Atlanta run was nice. Six straight covers to start the season. They got absolutely obliterated by the Bengals. I know the Bengals look good. I think I think Carolina, Carolina can certainly cover here. Remember, the Falcons, that big run, was almost exclusively as underdogs. Everywhere they went, I think except Seattle, they were dogs. And now you have to not only win, but win by four. Two, oh, sorry, not two scores, but more than a field goal. I don't know that the Falcons could do that. So I think Carolina keeps this close. Feels like a field goal game either way. So I'm on Carolina. Pittsburgh and the Eagles, I'm going to pass on this one. It's just the Mike Tomlin factor that scares me. I know that they covered against uh, Miami as big underdogs. Um, They covered against Tampa as big underdogs. I know they got blasted by Buffalo, but Mike Tomlin in these spots where he's got to get his team all amped to play, nobody respects us, we're big underdogs, I think kind of on principle, it's Pittsburgh or pass here. I do think the Eagles, you know, coming off, I saw a stat. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. And again, the, I, I, I wish I could just send everybody the Fox packet. Um, it, it's great. The Fox research packet had this. Undefeated teams off of a bye. I don't know how far this goes back, unfortunately. 18-1 and one straight up, 17-2 and two against the spread. Now, I'm sure there's some 4-0 going into the bye, and there's probably some five and six, but those are kind of impressive numbers. But again, we're talking about winning by double digits against your in-state opponent, and all Pittsburgh does is cover when they shouldn't. I I don't think they have the offense to keep up. I I don't particularly like Kenny Pickett. I don't know why anybody would. I I just, I, I think the bet here probably go Eagles first half. They're a first half uh, covering machine. Um, I think they're 6-0 and in the first half this year against the spread. Um, but ultimately, not a contest play for me. I'm looking at Detroit in the contest. I know, Jason, you glutton for punishment two weeks in a row. I think this front's going to give Miami some problems. The tackles were an issue against Pittsburgh. Tua looked awesome. If you, First impression, oh, Tua's back. First quarter, 13-0. They look great. They did like nothing the rest of the way, guys. Nothing. Tackles still are an issue. Obviously, the Detroit secondary is going to get lit up like a Christmas tree by Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but 
I, I just I think there could be some issues for the Miami defense. Have you seen they're going to be down four, maybe five starters due to injury? Um, safeties, uh, cornerback, uh, linebacker, like they are really banged up defensively. And I, I don't know. We'll see. The Detroit at home, they've been feisty. Um, it's it's a tough one, but at three and a half, I think for me, it's Detroit or nothing. Arizona, I already talked about extensively. I'm on the Cardinals here uh, to cover and on the money line. Jets, Patriots, I've spent way too much time talking about this game this week. On this podcast, on other podcasts, I do radio shows. People call me on, come talk gambling. Um, and on the herd, I, I can't bet the Jets a four straight week in a row, guys. I, I can't do it. I, I really want to. I did it against Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, and last week against Denver. Been very profitable. I had some guy send me a ticket that he did like a $3,000 and I don't endorse $3,000 teasers on the Jets in the under last week, and it hit. Well done, sir. Um, I, this is a t- I, can't, I can't say go bet Zach Wilson against Bill Belichick here. I, I just can't do it. Even at home, getting two and a half. The reason, the reason it's gone up to two and a half, Mac Jones got named the starter. This was like one after the Patriots got their doors blown off by the Bears. And now you've got a Jets team that is plucky, but this will be the game that says a lot about Zach Wilson. Remember, against Pittsburgh, he had an incredible rally in the fourth quarter, two drives, some key fourth down conversions. Since that game, he hasn't really had to do anything, and he's played with the lead. If the Jets can somehow snag a lead and force Mac Jones and Mac Jones into some more mistakes, because he's been mistake prone this year, I think the Jets have a shot. The problem is, if the Jets fall behind, I don't know where's the offense going to come from. Offensive line is banged up, so I unfortunately I, I can't say go fire on the Jets this week. I'll be rooting like hell for them on Sunday. I'll probably be a, a mess because if they get to six and two, then I think it's like okay, the trade de- uh, trade deadline's coming up. We need to make another move for the offensive line. Let's see what we can do because at six and two in the AFC, especially if you see Denver go down, they're done. Season over. Den or Jacksonville, one of the whoever loses that game's toast. And then, you know, there's a chance Jamar Chase goes down now. The Bengals in trouble. Um, Baltimore, I think they're going to they're gonna probably pick up a, a little hot streak here. I don't know. What if the Lions beat the Dolphins? Like, it's, the league is so crazy this year. I love it, especially with my Jets at 5-2, and two, rooting for 6-2. and two. I, I made a decision, not, a, not one I feel great about, that I'm going to be, that I have bet the Tennessee Titans um, at 2 and 2.5. Two and Sounds like Ryan Tannehill is going to be a go. But the concern with these guys who are like light practice, I'm going to give it a go, is this season, maybe more than others, I've seen guys jump in there, try to play, and then they're sitting down by halftime done. Did you see the Thursday game? Mark Andrews tried to go. He was done. Gus Edwards, like, I mean, these guys are trying to force their way back. Amara St. Brown uh, for the Lions last week. It took one hit, a little stagger, and they're like, no, we're pulling him. Like, so what happens if Tannehill goes down early? Now, Houston has no pass rush, but... Is there a scenario where Malik, I, I've got money on Malik Willis? Like, really? Now, the key is, Derrick Henry, he has absolutely run over Houston. I think the last three outings, he's gone over 200 yards. I watched Josh Jacobs, because remember last week, I talked about it, it was like, I kind of like Houston at seven. They were covering for like 50 minutes. Deep into the fourth quarter, that's a four-point game. That was the right side. And then, of course, you know, Josh Jacobs goes bonkers, and then there's a pick six. But that's the thing, Josh Jacobs ran off. All over this team. The holes were massive. Now, Lovey Smith in the division has pulled some upsets. He did beat Jacksonville. 
I don't like Tennessee at all. If you've followed me on social or this podcast or any of my other professional endeavors, you know I've been very sour on the Titans. I don't think this team is very good. I don't think they're particularly talented. Jeffrey Simons, their best defender. Simmons? Jeffrey Simmons, I'm sorry. Jeffrey Simmons, their best defensive lineman, mispracticed the first couple days this week. If he's out and Tannehill's down, I mean, this team's nothing special. So I'm probably going to be on Tennessee. Well, I am on them betting, but in the contest, I'm leaning toward them as my fifth pick. Probably Tennessee. We'll see. A lot can happen between now and Saturday around noon Pacific when you got to get the picks in. Giants, Seahawks, uh, reluctantly, I'm betting the Giants here, uh, getting three. It could be the end of the road for the Giants. I get all that, but I'm I'm betting coaching here. Wink Martindale. Um, I think he's going to be able to dial up some really fun stuff and get in Geno's head. No Metcalf. So I don't know. I mean, is Marquise Goodwin going to catch a couple more touchdowns? You know, Tyler Lockett's very good, but I, I think the Giants can hang around. We've see, Seattle has has been run on that. It's not a great run defense. Saquon, can he do it again? Um, Giants heading into the bye. Is a, this team might be exhausted, and there's a chance they're down 20 to nothing in the third quarter. You know, there's a lot of London trip, now cross country. Like, this is a tough spot. Go Giants. Uh, Washington Indy, probably a stay away from me. If anything, I kind of dig Indy with the new quarterback, the new energy. You've got, what, what is it? They call it um, big backup energy or, or big backup QB energy because this is going to be a different look for Washington. There's like no tape on Ellinger outside of the preseason, which is irrelevant. Um, they're going to, they're going to, they, you know, Washington's going to win the line of scrimmage because the Colts, de- Colts, Colts offensive line right now rank 32nd out of 32 teams by pro football focus. So they're going to get run over and it's going to be like, can Ellinger just make plays with his legs and pull a Tim Tebow act? Cause that's what he did at Texas. If you guys remember him, he was a fun quarterback to root for guys. Just always making plays happen. He's running over linebackers. He's a big dude. I think it could be a fun one. I don't think it's going to be a big play for me because, you know, Washington is starting to catch a couple breaks. And I did lose with them um, in the opener against Jacksonville. And I, I remember the losses, unfortunately. But I, I'm looking Colts or nothing. I'll probably end up on the Rams just because of, as we talked about earlier, the 49ers injury report is brutal. And this is another team going into the bye. I do wonder, Debo Samuel, do you force him out there when you've got bigger fish to fry? later in the season and in the playoffs. So San Fran, you know, they have dominated the Rams. Yes, you're going to hear that all that Shanahan owns McVay. Yes, we know that. Is it worth forcing Debo, Armstead, some of these defenders? Like, do, do, give him an extra give him an extra week and, and play the big, play the long game. Go for the big picture. So I, I think the Rams actually will, will get the dub at SoFi, although it might be like 50-50 crowd, maybe 60-40 Niners fans. And Sunday night football, it's going to be Packers or nothing for me. I can't make a case for the Bills. I'm sorry. Packers first half, maybe. Packers full game. And then, you know, we'll talk Monday night football on Monday's podcast. But I did bet the Browns on the Jamar Chase news. Uh, Three and a half, it's down to three. So, uh, you know, I think the Browns are definitely going to be live for the outright win on Halloween night. It's a long podcast. It is a long weekend. Stay safe out there on those Halloween streets. We'll talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. 
So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.